Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your weekly, weekly dose of wicked. Don't want a lot for podcast, miss. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the podcast mystery. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. Baby, all I want for podcast, miss, is you. Yeah. Welcome to day nine of podcast, miss. Oh, I guess I should have said that, huh? Mm-hmm. But they know what it is by now. I would hope so. If not, give it the program. For real. I was going to sing you a jingle, but the one I prepared doesn't really fit, so. I was trying to do like a Rudolph. Mm-hmm. But. No. I was going to do Jingle Bell Rock. Why doesn't that work? Because it doesn't say anything about podcastness anywhere. <laughs> it's, No. What a bright time, it's the right time to podcast the night away. There you go. Jingle bell time is a swell time to listen to podcast, miss. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There's your Perfect. jingle of the day. Beautiful. What do we got going on, Ashley? Uh, not much, I don't think. I mean, same as yesterday. Same old, same old. I got Christmas trees. You did. How did you get those? My wonderful co-host. I'm your sister. (laughs) My wonderful sister. What did I do? Scoured all of the county for me. I contacted the Little Debbie distributor man. That's what I I did. I think scoured the county sounded better. What I actually did is I talked to the Little little Debbie uh, distributor guy and was like, hey, man, where can I get trees? And he said, nowhere. We've already moved on to Valentine's. And I said, come on, somebody's got to have trees. And he said, actually, the Handy Hugo's gas station. And he gave me the address. I just dropped off six cases. I said, perfect. And then I called them up and I had them hiding behind the counter. There you go. And then I dragged my three kids out and bought them. And I made my cheesecake and hopefully it's delicious. Hopefully so. What was my bad Christmas story? I don't even remember. I don't know. It's too long ago. It was literally yesterday, but no, I don't even remember what I said. I don't even remember what my bad Christmas story was because I'm, I'm mush. I don't know. But the good news is when this episode airs, I should be done Christmas shopping. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. My wonderful co-host is going to watch my children so I can go finish. It'll be lots of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Are you? No. <laughs> she's gonna take them to a walking light show which sounds like a horrible idea to me but well we've already done the drive-thru yeah i know and the other drive-thru is too close to christmas it's gonna be hours of waiting mm-hmm. and agree. it's expensive i agree so it is what it is it is it is what it is so yeah so far we're having a pretty good christmas season though yeah my kids were in the christmas play that was a fun time my oldest was upgraded to the head angel. She did she a phenomenal job. Missed her cue. <laughs> I 
Well, you know, that's okay. She missed it multiple you times. You could see it. Only once. Uh, no. The pastor's wife was like... Yeah, but she got up there. Okay, but because That's the what she was waiting wife, for, though. Somebody was supposed to give her the cue. But I said, do you want me to sit up there with you and tell you when to go? And she's like, no, I got it. I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yes, I've got it. And then she missed her cue. And then you could see when she realized she missed her cue, she, like, facepalmed. Like, oh, yeah. no, I missed my cue. But it was fine. Yeah. That did good. And then my son was a wise man. He did a phenomenal job. I think he did do a good job. You could hear him singing. Yeah, you above could. all the other kids. You could. Which is a lot for him because he's a shy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've realized why he's terrified of the world, though. Why? Because he downloaded Newsbreak on my phone. Mm. Do you have Newsbreak? No. So I have, like, my phone. That's my normal phone. And then I also have two other phones that are, like, iPhone 11s that are phones that I don't use anymore. And I, like, let my kids play games on them. And he has downloaded Newsbreak on all of them. And... When he downloaded Newsbreak onto my old phone, it, like, mirrors my new phone. Right. So it downloaded on my phone as well. All it does is send you terrifying news every single day, like, 25 times a day. Oh. So that's probably why he's so afraid of everything, because he's been watching Newsbreak. But it's literally, like, nonstop. Well, you should probably delete that. Terrible news. But I realized it today, because normally I get the notification, I swipe it away. Yeah. But, like, today I was, like, reading through them and, like, looking at them and, like, watching the videos. I'm like, oh, these are horrible news stories. Like, no wonder he's terrified of the world. Like, today it was a man dies after he was struck by a car saving his two-year-old. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, horrible. Another day it was like, I don't know, it's just nonstop, like, this sounds crazy because, like, what we do, but it's, like, nonstop murders and, like, right crazy things. Hmm. I mean, and I mean, I try to shield my children from that stuff. Right, that would be terrifying as a child. Right, like, I don't, I typically research cases at night when they're in bed or, like, with my headphones on so they can't hear, like, what's going on or, you know, like, I typically try to not allow them, like, they're not allowed to listen to the podcast and, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, delete that. Yeah. So I think that's where his issue is. He's afraid of everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, everything. He's terrified. He's terrified of weather, like, makes me check the radar every day to see if there's going to be any tornadoes or hurricanes or tsunamis or volcanoes or, you know, anything that could possibly go wrong, even though I try to explain to him. Most of those things don't occur where we live. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, he doesn't care. He's like, the other day he was walking with Ashley and he was like, um, let's walk this way because if we go up that way, somebody could just come and grab me and kidnap me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand because I try to do a really good job of like shielding my children from that. I mean, I listen to true crime nonstop and like research true crime nonstop, but I don't do it around them. Right, you always have headphones. I always have headphones or do it when they're asleep. And so that's why I was like, man, like, that's so crazy that he's so terrified of, I don't know, just like these random things. And like, he's talking, like, just things he said. And I'm like, what in the heck? And then I look at that news break. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. Yeah, this is why. So yeah, I'll be deleting news break (laughs) from my phone. And I will never download it. I understand. It's a lot. I mean, just nonstop, like crazy. Hmm. So anyway, that's what's been going on in my life. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. No problem. It's what I'm here for. Right. Do we want to get ready? Jump in? I guess so. Let's jump on in. If you guys can't get enough of Weekly Dose of Wicked, you can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our four tiers. It would be the best gift ever for us. Yes. If you yes, guys all would. want to join it up. Also, I checked the P.O. box. No Christmas cards oh. or holiday cards of any kind. Did you check it on your way home last night, even though I told you not to? Yes. And you had me freaked out. 
I check it at night all the time with no issue. But then last night, I was like so sketched out. I don't know. You had me like freaking out. Somebody's going to come out of the woods and get me. Because the post office is in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, right. it's not like anyone is going to. There's no cars there. It was like 1130 at night. Right. But then you had me like so scared <laughs> that I just ran in, checked it, ran back out. Well, you should. Okay. But I do it all the time. And I'm never afraid. And then last night, I was like very anxious and antsy about it. So, thanks. We know nothing there. So if you guys want to send us a letter or a Christmas card or a Hanukkah card or a Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa card. card or any other holiday, you can do that to P.O. Box 1142, China Grove, North Carolina, 28023. All right. So anyway, let's jump on into our case then, shall we? All righty. Oh, so, we're also accepting Roadcaster Pro 2s. Yes. To our P.O. Box. That would be pretty cool. If one just showed up to our P.O. Box. <laughs> that would never happen. They're like $700. Uh, I know. They're so expensive, uh, but I want one so bad. Yeah, that would be really cool. We could have sound effects. Mm-hmm. Clapping. <laughs> Laughing. Laughing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. No, I think they would get really annoyed. Oh, probably. But I mean, everyone that listened to our podcast just chipped in a dollar. Mm-hmm. We'd have enough. We'd have enough. We had like 2,000 unique listeners last month. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. All right, jump into the case. What you prepared for me today? All right, today's episode is on Lori Show. Is it a stalking? No. Oh. Is that what I was supposed to do? Yeah. Oh. You were. I'm just kidding. It is a stalking. Perfect. Okay. So Lori Show was born on January 27th, 1975, to John Show and Hazel Whitehead in Pennsylvania. When Lori was 16 and a sophomore at Conestoga Valley High School. What are you making that face about? Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to put my computer on do not, do not disturb. But I got a text message mm-hmm. from dad. Okay. And it said, from baby Alan Harrington. Oh, that's weird. My computer knows who he is. I literally <laughs> have him saved my phone as dad. I have him saved my phone as daddy. Right. With a picture of him in an 80s costume. And it said, maybe Alan Harrington. So it was just weird. That is weird. What did he say? Uh, I was talking to him about Christmas presents for people. I told them I was going to get, Australia doesn't listen to the fucking podcast, so whatever. I said I was going to get Tyler a drill. And I was going to get Sterling a crumble cookie gift card. And then I asked if he had any ideas for Adam. And he said, not really. Maybe a piece of clothing. Mom said he needs pants. Okay. I'll get him some pants. I just don't feel like that's very fair. Like, it's Sterling like a fun gift card and then get Adam pants. Thinks that we should get him a new pillow because he's gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's rude. <laughs> She's gross. She doesn't even have a pillow. Because I'm a shit mother. <laughs> she told me that the other day. She's like, can I have one of your pillows off your bed? And I was like, um, no. And she was like, I don't even have a pillow. And I was like, yes, you do. She was like, no, I don't. And I was like, yes, you do. And I went in her room and I'm like, where the fuck did her pillow go? Like, she literally doesn't have a pillow. I have no idea how long she's been without a pillow. Like, what a shit how mother I am. did she lose her pillow? I have no idea. She had a pillow. I think she gave it to the dog. Oh. I think she gave her pillow to the dog. That's what I think. Probably. She loves that dog. Yes. That's what I think happened because we have a little tiny chihuahua and she's super old. She's like 17. I know we were supposed to be getting into this, but she's like 17. And um, I'm going to bleep out my child's name because I just realized we said it multiple times, so I'm just going to bleep it. Uh, anyway, my youngest doesn't have a pillow. Gave it to the dog, probably. So our chihuahua has a cage and is, like, built into my husband's nightstand because we just have a small house. We don't have a lot of room. So we try to, like, make a functional piece of furniture. And the size of the cage is, like, the perfect size for a normal pillow. Right. So instead of buying her dog beds, I just get her, like, the cheap $3 pillows. Right. But then, like, when they get gross, I just throw them away because I'm a shit person. 
So I like to pollute the environment, I guess. I don't know. So that's what I think happened. I think she put her pillow in the dog's cage because probably I had gotten rid of the dog's pillow and not bought her a new one. And I didn't realize it because she had a pillow. Well, she had a pillow in the cage. I didn't realize that like she needed a new pillow. Right. And then, yeah, my daughter's pillow is just gone. Right, and like they're old enough now that they like clean their own rooms and stuff. So it's not like you're going in the room every day. Right. They put their laundry away. And like typically the youngest falls asleep in my bed, but then Jacob puts her in her bed. So yeah, no, I don't really go in there very often at all, honestly. I mean, totally honest. Very rarely do I go in their rooms. Right. So yeah. And also a lot of the times she sleeps with my oldest. Yeah. So I didn't really And she has a nice memory. She does have a nice memory from pillow. So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of times if she does fall asleep in her own room, she falls asleep with my oldest, like right. in the same bed. And I don't care if people judge me for that. They have their own beds. But you know what? Sometimes kids just like to sleep together. Yeah. Ash and I slept together. Yeah. We're until fine. for how long? A long time. We've talked about that before. We used the bottom bunk for storage. <laughs> yeah. And slept on the top bunk. Yeah. And by storage, we went through all of our toys on it. Right. So we didn't have to clean our room. Yeah. So. Yeah. We turned out fine. So we did. Whatever. But they have trundle beds. So I mean. They each have their own bed. Right. They just choose to sleep together. But yeah, so anyway, I'm a shit mom. Yeah. So maybe you could get her that for Christmas. A memory foam pillow? Mm-hmm. I could. She was talking about um, when she had a sleepover here a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. And then, you know, I, we kicked Uncle Tyler out of the bed. And when he left, he took his pillow with him. He took his nice pillow with him. So I didn't even get to use it. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe I'll get her one for Christmas, but then she'll just give it to the dog. I'll tell her not to. Oh, she will. She loves that dog. Uh, I made her eggs for breakfast this morning. She fed them to the dog. <laughs> okay, we got to get into Lori. I know. I'm sorry. Start over. Okay. I apologize, people. Starting over. I know none of you care about my child's pillow. No, they do not. Lori show. Sh- yeah, show. Lori show was born on January 27th of 1975 to John Show and Hazel Whitehead in Pennsylvania. When Lori was 16 and a sophomore at Conestoga Valley High School, she had a short relationship with 20-year-old Lawrence Yunkin, who went by Butch. The two dated for only a week over the summer, and then, according to her mother, on their very last date, Butch date-raped Lori. Oh. So, obviously... That took a very drastic turn. I wasn't ready for that. Yes, very quickly. Okay. By date-raped, you mean drugged her? I'm not really sure. Well, that's date-rape. I mean, everything just said date rape, so I'm not exactly sure if he drugged her or if he, I don't know, just raped her on a date. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. Okay. So either way, he sexually assaulted her in some way. Okay. Um, so obviously, Lori broke things off with Butch. I would hope so. And she was like, done with this crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not the case. Butch had an on-again, off-again girlfriend named Lisa Michelle Lambert, who went by Michelle. They got back together as soon as Lori broke things off. Michelle was 19 at the time, and she was actually already pregnant with Butch's child. By the fall, Michelle had moved back in with Butch, and she found out that Butch and Lori had sexual relations and was filled with rage. She blamed Lori and began calling her and telling her that she was a whore and she was getting in the way of her family. Lori was like, okay, well, I'm actually done with him, and I knew nothing about you, so don't worry about it, it's over. But Michelle did not take her word for it, and she insisted that there was something going on with Butch and Lori. Michelle just really wouldn't let it go. She started calling Lori um, all day long. She would show up to her school, verbally harass her, call her names in front of all of her peers. She would show up to her job and threaten her. 
Lori got her mom to change their phone number, and they, like, didn't allow it to be put back in any phone books, like, as public record. Mm-hmm. So, for a few weeks, the family did get some peace, but somehow Michelle did get the phone number again, and she started calling all hours of the day. Her mom, Hazel, confronted Michelle during one of the phone calls and told her that this encounter that she was jealous of was not consensual, and if she didn't stop, they were going to the police to report it. Okay, what good is that going to do? Nothing. No. As we've learned through podcast, miss. Well, she's saying that she's going to report the date rape. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the stalking. I'm sorry. Okay, yes. Well, that will do something. She should have already reported that. I agree, but from what I found, they never actually reported it. Okay. But it was also, you know, like the Mm mid-90s. Very taboo back then. Yeah. I mean, still is taboo, but I feel like it was even less reported in the 90s. Um. But yeah, so I couldn't find anything that said they actually ever reported it. So Lori became pretty good at ignoring Michelle, but this just made Michelle more mad. And she started enlisting the help of her friends, one of which was 17-year-old Tabitha Buck, who was a classmate of Lori's. The two ran into Lori at the mall and out of nowhere just began, like, punching her repeatedly. So not only okay. were they, you know, at first, Michelle's just kind of, like, being crazy, calling her, showing up at her work, showing up at school. But then all of a sudden, it's getting physical. So Hazel and Lori try to file a protective order against Michelle, but from what I found, that didn't really go anywhere. For a couple of weeks, things seemed to calm um, down, and Lori hadn't heard much from Michelle or Tabitha. What are you throwing your hand up? I'm just so confused. So, like, okay, trashy. Like, you're pregnant, and you're going to the mall and punching some girl? Like, what? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like Right. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's really trashy. I'm sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. How far along was she, do you think? Like, I'm just imagining, like, a so, super pregnant chick punching some little girl at the mall. She... Not to mention, was, also, you said that she's, like, a sophomore or junior in high school? Is that what you said? No, she's 19. No, the other girl. Oh, yes, she's a sophomore. She's 16 and a right. sophomore in high school. Lori is. So, like, that should have been, like, child abuse. Yes. Like, a 19-year-old goes to the mall and punching some 16-year-old. Right. <sighs> okay. Yes. So, she was already pregnant... Right. Before Lori and Butch started dating in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, it's like the fall. So I don't know how far along she is exactly, but. Well, she was already pregnant. I mean, even if we like, she's at least a couple months pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just picturing like nine months pregnant, like going and punching some kid in the face. Right. I don't know how pregnant but, she like, is. Also, but like also, Lori's 16 years old. Yeah. She's a child. Yeah. No reason Like keep your hands off her of her. In the face. Okay. I was just throwing my hands up in, like, disbelief of what rational mind thought that was okay. No one. I mean, her, but... Right. She She clearly doesn't have a rational mind. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, they thought things were finally calming down after months of harassment. You know, they really hadn't heard much from her in a couple weeks. Now it's time for an ad. Do-do-do-doo. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After a few weeks of silence, 
Hazel receives a call from the school's guidance counselor, asking if she can meet with her the next morning to discuss some trouble Lori has been having with boys at school. Hazel agrees, but she talks with Lori, and Lori's like, yeah, I don't really know what the counselor's talking about. I'm not really having any issues. But her mom decides, you know, well, like, obviously the counselor is worried, so she's going to go to this meeting. So the next morning on December 20th, 1991, Hazel arrives at the school around 7 a.m., but the counselor was not there. Hazel spoke with administration, and there was no record of a meeting set with the guidance counselor. Oh, no. Hazel's very confused, but she returns home, and she's immediately greeted by a neighbor, and she asks her if everything's all right. Hazel's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Why? And the neighbor says that she heard weird, loud noises coming from inside the house. Oh, my God. Hazel was like, yeah, I have a teenager. They make weird noises. So she's not concerned. Hazel goes inside. I'm concerned as well. But Hazel's not thinking anything of it. This was all a ruse to get her out of the house. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Hazel goes inside, and she is met with a horrific sight. Lori is laying on the floor in a pool of blood with a rope tied around her neck. Hazel calls the police and gets a knife to remove the rope, but from there, things just get worse. The rope was hiding a five-inch gash across her throat. Lori had multiple stab wounds, one that punctured her lung and one that grazed her spine. She also had multiple wounds to her head and many defensive wounds, showing that she tried to fight back her attacker. Hazel held her daughter in the last minutes of her life. Lori began to mumble, it was Michelle. Michelle did it. Before she passed. When the police arrived, um, that's exactly what Hazel told police, that Michelle had to have done this. That's what her daughter told her. It had to be Michelle. They needed to find her. Lori was pronounced dead at the scene. Witnesses placed teen- three teenagers at the resident early that morning. The same day, police tracked down Michelle, Butch, and Tabitha at a local bowling alley and arrested all three of them for Lori's murder. The three of them had very different stories of what happened that day. Butch admits that he drove Michelle and Tabitha to Lori's house, but they were playing a prank on her, in which involved cutting off all of her hair. He said that he was not involved in any murder at all, and when they got back in the truck, they were bloody and had a knife. Okay, let's just pause there. What the fuck? Yeah. Why did he even think that was okay? I don't know. I mean, clearly, these are very immature people. Uh, Obviously. They are not 20 and 19. Clearly. But, like, why did they even think that was okay? I mean, we're going to go play a prank and cut all our hair off? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Ashley, I'm fucking livid right now. Yeah, it's a horrible case. I'm livid. Okay. It just gets worse. Oh, awesome. It's exactly how I wanted my night to go. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Um, So he says that he wasn't involved in the murder. Um, When they got back in the truck, they were bloody. They had a knife. Um, He took them back to his house. They took showers, and he helped them get rid of their clothes and the knife. Then he took Tabitha to school, and the three met up later at a bowling alley. So Tabitha just, like, went to school. Right. After they just murdered a girl. And then they went bowling. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So Tabitha's story is that everything was Michelle's idea. Michelle was responsible. Not Tabitha. That she was just there. It doesn't matter. You didn't report it, so you're still an accessory, even if you didn't do anything. I, yes. But she's 17. She's dumb. She says that she just thought that they were playing a prank on Lori. But when they got there, I mean, I would assume that was the prank that they, Tabitha, was talking about. That's not a prank. 
I mean, no, but that's what they're all calling it. Like, cutting off all of someone's hair is not a prank. Like, that's assault. Right. A prank is like ding-dong ditch. Right. Or like... But not really, because they're already harassing her, so that's not a prank. I mean, okay, but that is a prank. Okay, but not Like, ding-dong ditch, or like... I would even go as far as like egging a house would be considered a prank or also that could be like property damage depending <laughs> on what you do. Um, maybe some peanut butter under a door handle of a car. Like that's a prank. Right. Cutting off someone's hair. hair is not a f- prank at all. No. Okay. So Tabitha says that they were just playing this prank and that when they got there, Michelle told Tabitha to slit Lori's throat and Tabitha refused. So Michelle took it into her own hands and she did everything. Michelle changed her story a couple of times. Initially, she blamed everything on Tabitha and denied having any involvement other than just being there. Why would Tabitha even want to kill her? Michelle's the one with the beef. Right. Tabitha has no motive. Okay. Um, I found one article that said, I didn't put this in there, that apparently Lori was starting rumors, or Michelle says that Lori was starting rumors that Tabitha was gay. And so that was her motive. But that's not motive, in my opinion. No, that's not a motive at all. Right. Like, Michelle has much more motive here. Right. I mean, not really. I mean, no. That's not really motive either. Like, a 16-year-old girl dated your boyfriend for a couple of weeks. And then he assaulted her. Right. And then you're jealous of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So later she changes her story to say that Butch orchestrated everything. He was physically and emotionally emotionally abusive to her, and he made her stalk Lori and made the two girls kill her. But she still stayed with that story that Tabitha was responsible and Tabitha did everything. That she still had really no involvement. She was just there. Okay. In July of 1992, Michelle was found guilty for first-degree murder and criminal conspiracy. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Tabitha was found guilty for second-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Butch was found guilty of third-degree murder and was sentenced to 10 to 20 years. He originally was given a plea deal to reduce his sentence to seven years, but then he lied on the stand, so they canceled his deal, and he went back to the 10 to 20. What did he lie about? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think it had something to do with a letter. I'm going to talk about it a little later. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were done. No. What is third-degree murder? Have we ever discussed third-degree murder? I don't no. know that I knew there was a third degree. No, I really didn't either. I mean, I knew first. First is premeditated. Second is not premeditated. What's third? Ooh, this says third-degree murder is uh, a crime of passion. Yeah, that's what I just And informally called third-degree murder. Intentional killing that invokes no prior intent to kill and which has committed under such circumstances that would cause a reasonable person to become emotionally or mentally disturbed. Okay. I I didn't even know there was third-degree. So this also says that third-degree murder is like a catch-all that includes everything other than first and second degree. Okay. And that it's characterized by reckless or inattention, inattention, a crime of passion in which an argument ends with one person dead, constitutes voluntary manslaughter. In contrast, a killing in which the killer was being careless, like a vehicular homicide. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm not sure why he got third degree, but pretty crazy well, that it the, was like first, house? second, third. I guess, right, because he didn't actually go in. Right. I didn't even think he would get charged with third-degree murder, honestly. I thought he would be charged with, like... Conspiracy or something. Yeah, like conspiracy or an accessory to murder. Yeah, okay. So, in the years to come, Michelle, who now went by Lisa, 
tries numerous appeals. She says that she no longer goes by Michelle because she only went by Michelle because Butch wanted her to. Okay. So now I'm going to refer to her, Michelle as Lisa. Okay. So in 1997, Lisa turns in an appeal on the claims of wrongful imprisonment. She claims prosecute, prosecutorial, is that how you say it? Abuse. And said that she was framed because a group of policemen gang raped her, and that was their way of keeping her quiet. They framed her for this murder. So, okay. So a group of policemen gang raped her, and then murdered a 16-year-old and framed her. Yeah. Okay. That that uh, doesn't make sense to me. No. Okay. So the claims weren't proven to be untrue, but they were not proven to be true either. Okay. And one of the officers that she claimed was part of this was on his honeymoon at the time. So, like, he was not there. Okay. So that kind of, like, made her story a lot less believable. Right. But, like I said, never proven or disproven. Okay. She states that the evidence was mishandled. She says that clothing that she was wearing that day got lost, and this clothing had no blood on it. That proved that she was not the attacker. Okay. Instead, Butch's clothing was labeled as her clothing, and that clothing had blood all over it. But she never said that Butch had anything to do with it, so. Right. Okay. She said that he orchestrated it, but Tabitha did it. Right. Okay. So she says that, you know, that got switched. One officer, like, testified on the stand that he never found a pink trash bag, which included Butch's bloody socks and shoes. Supposedly. That's what was in the bag. But then there's a video of, like, the evidence. And there is a pink trash bag in the evidence. But then it gets, like, lost, I guess. Okay. Um, A statement was withheld from her lawyers from a witness that said that they saw Butch alone at the scene that morning. There was a letter from Butch. Oh, so this is what he lied about. So there was a letter from him that asked Lisa to take the fall because she was a woman and she'd get less time. And he said that, like, he didn't write it. But then there was handwriting, like, analysis Analysis, that proved he did. So they took his deal away because of that. Okay. So this letter was like a a letter between the two of them. Like, they were writing back and forth. Okay. While they were in prison? Yeah. Well, that was dumb. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, handwriting analysis was that it was both of their handwritings. Mm-hmm. Even though he says, like, he, it was not him. Mm-hmm. In April of 97, Judge Dalzell overturned Lisa's conviction. Are you kidding me? And he barred the state of Pennsylvania from ever retrying her. Are you kidding me? mm Isn't that crazy? So, she got away with it. How long was she in prison? You said it was in 97? Yeah. So, she was in prison for five years? Yeah. Are you shitting me? What about the other two? No. Conviction stayed on those two. I'm really annoyed right now. Okay, so but- Tabitha gets life. Right. And I feel like of anyone, she's the least guilty. Right. Right. And she gets life in prison. Yep. And Michelle Lisa. Lisa Michelle. Lisa Michelle, whatever, just gets free. Well, so then in January of 98. Okay. There was another appeal by the federal government that overruled the decision. And she was taken back to prison. Okay, good. That would be crazy. Yes. So Lisa appeals again. Oh, my God. Okay. In 98. It's like a roller coaster. I can't get off. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, she appeals the decision of the appeal. Okay. But that's denied. Good. 
But then she appeals again. Okay. The original sentence. And she gets a retrial. Are you kidding me? Nope. But they do rule that any evidence from the the case from Judge Dazzle, Delzel. I don't know why I can't say his name. I don't know. We called him Dazzle last time, so. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, from that case, they said that none of the evidence was allowed to be used in the new retrial. Okay. And then in August of 98, the verdict was upheld and Lisa Michelle Lambert was still found guilty of first-degree murder. Okay. Good. She stays in prison. In August of 2004, Lawrence Butch Yunkin was paroled after serving 12 years. And in December of 2019, Tabitha Buck was released on parole due to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that life sentences for juveniles are unconstitutional. Yes. So she got a new sentence. Okay. And got released. And then, as most of these cases go, Hazel fought to get stricter stalking laws in Pennsylvania, and they were passed in 1993. That's good. At least that came of it. Yes. Pretty crazy, though, right? That, what a roller coaster. It was a insane roller coaster. But also, that was just completely unnecessary. Like, that whole thing was unnecessary. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, completely unnecessary. I mean, obviously, all of these talking cases are just insane. But, like, that was completely unnecessary. Like, this is a 16-year-old girl mm-hmm. who had a two-week relationship with your boyfriend. One week. Oh, one week. Okay. Two one dates. week. And you're going to murder her? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like, that's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. You're going to, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason whatsoever. Like, I can't even wrap my head around that. Right. And, I mean, so. What happened to her baby? I don't know. Okay. Don't look into that. Okay. Um, You know, obviously, Lori is not here to tell her side of the story. But, like, Hazel is adamant that he assaulted her. Right. So, like, all of this jealousy. Right. Was for nothing because Lori wanted nothing to do with him. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Lori's not here to tell her side of the story. I'm not trying to blame Lori in any way. But, I mean, they never reported it. So, we don't know that that's right. for fact. No, I know. But so, I mean, it could have been. I mean, obviously... These people are lunatics. Yeah. So more than likely, Lori's telling the truth. Right. But even if it was like a consent- consensual sex, right. and then, you know, she, her mom found out, she got scared or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. But like, even so, that's not reason to kill either. No. No. Because your boyfriend had sex with someone while you were broken up? Right. Yeah, they were broken up at the time. Her issue should have been with Butch. Right. He was the crazy person. Right. Like, Butch was the issue here. Right. Not Lori. Right. Oh, my God. And she was freaking 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. We should have made a stipulation that none of these stockings could have been under the age of 18. I'm sorry. And what a lunatic. She pretended to be the guidance counselor to get his lot of the house. Right? I knew that was a ruse, though. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said that Lori had no, like, idea about it, I was like, oh, no. This is where things are going to get bad. But, like, what a, like, l- little lunatics. Right. And, and like, why did Tabitha even get drug into it? Clearly, I just wasn't paying enough attention. I mean, really, no reason. Michelle was just like, hey, like, BFF, come help me get rid of this girl that I don't like. Right. I mean, you know how, like, teenagers are. I mean, I don't know that I would get drugged into killing somebody. But, like, you know, you probably did things because your friends asked you to that were stupid. You know, like, oh, I I hate this girl. And you were like, yeah, me too, because we're best friends. I don't think that I did. I mean... I'm I'm not even, like, just sh- shitting it here. Like, I really don't think that I did. Okay, Crazy. so I'm just saying, Tabitha 
If she was like, I understand. Friends. I'm just saying, I don't even understand like how poor, I feel bad for Tabitha. Like that's what right. I'm saying. Yes, me too. Like I feel bad for Tabitha. It's horrible. Like she got her life ruined because of this girl that's supposed to be her friend. Right. Like your friend should not be dragging you into those kinds of situations. But that's what I'm saying though. I mean, I have made some poor decisions in my life and doing these stockings, I've realized that there was a point in time when Sierra was crazy. I mean, I don't know how you just now realize that, but yeah. But there's also a fine line between like just being a little crazy and like this, because I don't think I ever got to a point of being a lunatic stalker. I mean, no, and you didn't murder anybody. No, obviously, but I didn't even stalk anybody. No. And now that I'm a grown ass adult, I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, I mean, teenagers do stupid shit. I just feel bad for Tabitha is what I'm saying. Yes, I feel horrible for Tabitha. I mean, I don't think she deserved any of this. No. Lori did not deserve it. Tabitha didn't deserve it. I mean, it's insane. And then the poor thing gets freaking, I mean, I know she didn't get life because they changed the laws, but. Right, but she still spent, I mean. A long time. To 2019. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Because of a stupid thing she did with a friend. Yeah, it was like 27 or 28 years, whatever that is. But I wonder too, though, at the same time, though, I can't feel bad for her because she just went to school like nothing happened. They went bowling. Right. Like if she she went to the police, had she went to the police and been like, oh my God. Right. Then she probably would have gotten away with very minimal punishment. So maybe I don't really feel as bad for her as I thought. I mean, I still feel bad for her. I do still feel bad for her, but she should have made better choices. She should have turned that in. And you shouldn't give in to peer pressure. If people are going to do stupid shit, you should tell them no. I agree with that. So I feel like all of our listeners are going to hate me now. All right, guys. We'll see you for day 10 of Podcastmas. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time, and you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora, they finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.